Welcome to the Life in Moderation podcast. I'm your host, Alex Adele King, certified nutritionist and holistic women's health expert. Here, we'll cover all topics related to nutrition, women's health, hormones, self-development, and personal growth. I'm here to guide you on your journey to balancing your hormones, loving your menstruation, cycle syncing, and living your best life. Now let's get into it. podcast episode. I had so much fun recording this episode with my good friend Alana. So Alana is a health coach so we have very similar interests. We both have a whole history with women's health and hormone imbalance. So in today's episode we're actually doing a little bit of a collaboration. So we combined this podcast episode with Alana's health history and hormone imbalance, how she got her diagnosis of PCOS, what she's doing to heal her PCOS. And then we also talk about my story a little bit with the birth control pill, what I'm doing for food, supplements, diet, exercise, and everything that kind of helped me balance out my hormones. And so we had a ton of fun recording this. You'll get to hear a little bit about how we know each other. It's a, a funny story and how we came to work with each other. And it's been a little over a year now since we were working with each other and just became really close since we were working side by side and we became really good friends. And so just over COVID, we've been staying in touch virtually and it was just a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode with Alana Schofield from Lana's Balanced Life on Instagram, and she'll also be posting this on her podcast called Lana Loves. Hello, thanks. I'm so excited we get to do this finally. I'm so, so excited. I actually wanted to start off this episode by like telling you guys a bit about how Alex and I met because it's kind of really cool and fun. Um, Alex and I actually met... Oh. A year ago, I think. Hey, mm, like a year I feel like longer than a year ago. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We actually connected on Instagram, which is really I thought was really cool because I actually reached out to Alex. I just moved to Windsor, Ontario, and um, yeah, I was just like kind of looking to connect with people who are like like minded in the holistic health space, and I found Alex, and then um, we actually started working together, which was really really cool. So. I'm so excited we get to do this together. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that this is going to be posted on my podcast and your podcast as well, like a little collaboration just so we can kind of express our friendship, everything we've been through with hormonal imbalance, our whole journey, how we're healing, everything. We're just going to get into everything hormone related. Yeah, I'm so excited because we have very two two different stories, but also really cool um in a cool way of how we've dealt with it and everything so I'm excited I'm so excited and if people don't know too where we used to work together we actually worked at a naturopathic clinic so we're both kind of in that health space and in that health field so when we met over Instagram it was really funny just connecting over Instagram and then just randomly I was like well by the way we're also opening a supplement shop if there's any chance you want a job, I would love to work with you and just kind of like gave it a shot and reached out over Instagram. And 
then yeah. yeah, over a year later, here we are. I know that was like literally the biggest blessing in skies in my life and literally <laughs> such a turning point. I'm so grateful for you. So grateful. Mm, so grateful for you. There's, you know, we talk a lot about like manifestation and I 100% believe that everything happens for a reason. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's so true. And in my mind, everything happens for a reason. So obviously there was something in my gut and you popped into my head for a reason because out of everyone I follow on Instagram that's from Windsor and interested in health, I was like, oh, like you came to the top of my mind. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if she has a job. Like it's likely (laughs) that she does. So I was like, me reaching out feels like like this crazy idea. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyways because all you can do is ask like, what's the worst get that's going to happen. And just, yeah. I think you were manifesting a change too. And so just that so this happened. True. So true. Them. I literally was too. It was so funny because <laughs> I had only just moved to Wins like a few months before, but I had, was working um, at a gym and I just did not like it. So, and yeah, it was just like the most perfect timing ever. <laughs> Manifestation at its finest for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, just, yeah, when you put like positive vibes out into the universe and then the universe is like, oh, there's a job in your DMs on Instagram. It's just like crazy divine timing. I know, I know. So crazy. And then that's also kind of like how we connected too, because um, you were going, well, and have been through a hormonal journey and I was basically just starting mine. So it's kind of, kind of cool that way too because we get really connected in terms of like um, hormone balancing and like balancing out hormones naturally and holistically so that's really fun too it's so interesting so when you say your hormonal journey do you start from like the time that you started implementing healing practices or do you consider your hormone journey like me I consider it like pretty much since I got my period at the age of 12 like there were just crazy hormonal imbalances from like day one basically so I'm like well my period journey like or my hormone imbalance journey kind of started at that moment at the age of 12 but do you consider it starting at the moment you started to heal maybe more of my healing journey yeah mm-hmm. I don't I get you too like you, yeah your whole hormone journey is like basically your whole adolescence and whenever you started getting like your first period but um I think for me it's kind of more so a journey since everything started happening or everything started going wrong <laughs> with or so I thought that's when it was going wrong you know what I mean like I feel like I've had such issues with my horm- hormones all my life I just never knew and wasn't educated enough around that's what actually was happening in my body mm-hmm. that's so true it's just oh I feel like now that especially that I coach women that so many women have hormone imbalances and have zero clue like mm-hmm. PMS symptoms are not supposed to happen pain is like not a normal thing at all it's common but it's not normal and so yeah it's just until you actually something kind of is very obvious like Um, I know I troubled a lot with my skin. And so unless something's very like obviously hormonal imbalance, then you're like, oh, okay, I think something's going on. And then you start like going down the rabbit hole and you're like, all these symptoms, my body was screaming at me and I was not listening. I know, I know. And that's the thing too, like I also coach women and that's the one thing that I feel like comes up so much is that um, 
you know, you go to a doctor and you have all these symptoms and they're not just um, diving deep enough into like what the root cause could actually be. A lot of the times it is covering up with the pill or, um, you know, some other kind of form of medication. And it's, it's not, it's just like a band-aiding over the issue. And so many people don't actually know what the issue is. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yeah. And I know we keep talking about how we both have hormone imbalances. So do you want to tell us kind of your journey and what hormone imbalances you were struggling with? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess I'll share my story right from like when I um, first started to get my period then, because I think that I've had this issue very, very much all my life, but um I got my period. So actually, I found this out through you that I think I got my period a little bit later in life. I was like in grade eight or nine or something when I was like maybe 14 or so when I got my period. So a little bit later. And I've always struggled with irregular and heavy, painful periods. I used to be bedridden and like very ill from my periods when I was in high school like I would have to take days off school my back was just so sore that I'd be so hunched over and I'd just spend the whole day in bed and the easiest solution at the time was to go on the pill um, to kind of you know help with the pain and regulate my period and so I did and I was on the pill for pretty much yeah like maybe 10 plus years I would say and um I think fast forward basically till two years ago um my body was <laughs> basically shutting me down um I was just like so ill and one day um I just like knew something wasn't right and I was having some really bad cramping and I'm one of those people <laughs> that hates like hospitals I hate doctors I hate all of that stuff so if something's really wrong I'll take myself but other than that I'm like okay I'll try and figure it out myself but um I took myself to the hospital and um I actually found out that I was six weeks pregnant and I was still on the pill at this time so it was kind of um a very weird situation um but yeah, I found out that I was six weeks pregnant, but the the baby's heartbeat was very, very low. Um, so the doctor at the time did tell me that it would be a very high chance of miscarriage. And so I was like, okay, that was like a really, um, I don't know, like a really crazy, well, I think it was like 48 hours because I was back in the ER 48 hours later um, having a miscarriage and just like, hemorrhaging blood but um it I that at that moment kind of like made me wake up to myself and be like okay something's actually not right and I probably should start taking better care of myself and my health um and again at the time um no doctors kind of delved deeper into the, the problem like what could be the root cause of the any like what was going on with my body and um I was told to just change pills and I will at the time I was like not educated enough so I just switched the pill (laughs) and um yeah I, I I knew that there had to be something else going on because my skin was kind of acting up and I was just feeling like really um bloated and like 
just frumpy. I don't even know if that is a word to say. <laughs> but I was feeling like blah, um, like very low energy. Um, I was suffering from stress and anxiety for like one of the first times ever in my life. Like I feel like when I was younger, I was definitely one of those um, easygoing pe- people um, that kind of never really worried about too much. But um, I guess as you grow older, things kind of like stress you out a lot more. But um, just had all these like things going on. And so I just started diving deeper into um, the holistic health route um, and reading more about like the actual pill and um, the side effects of it and all of that. So um, a year later when my prescription ran out, I decided to make the decision to not renew it and completely go off the pill. And I just basically told my partner that that was happening. I didn't really have that much of a conversation. I was like, my body just needs this. I just know that it needs this. And um, that's when things kind of started unraveling, to be honest. Um, I actually had my period. Um, that was April, April of 2019, I think. And I had my period for about three or four months after that. Every, everything kind of seemed fine. And then all of a sudden my period just disappeared and my skin broke out like crazy around my jawline and it was very cystic and um, it was just so um, like just had such a massive effect on my confidence. Like I just like didn't want to leave the house without wearing makeup. Like I was just so self-conscious of my skin and um I went back to the doctors and asked to get some blood work to see what was going on. So I got sent for an ultrasound and got sent for blood work and apparently everything was okay. And then, yeah, once I started working at the clinic with you, I kind of, um, you know, went down more of a holistic route and started learning about like more around supplements and just healing the body more holistically with whole foods and, um, proper nutrition and that's when I started seeing a naturopath and I was officially diagnosed with PCOS so it was just one of those things where I knew something was wrong but I just didn't give up on trying to find the answer of what was going on with my body and ever since then like basically I've been able to heal heal my body um, naturally through whole food nutrition, supplements, um, and just basically mindfulness practices to kind of keep my anxiety and stuff down. But, um, yeah, I've now been able to get my period back. My skin is cleared and I'm just so much happier. (laughs) That's quite the journey. There's so much I want to unpack there. I have my little notebook. I'm just writing so many things down because I'm like, Ooh, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. Sorry. Um, really fast. So I appreciate you sharing about your miscarriage story because I know so many women, it's so common, but no one really talks about it. Mm-hmm. And I know um, there was a girl from my high school, actually, that um, I'm friends with on Facebook, and she struggled with miscarriage and was very open about it online and posted a lot of things just in terms of like 
how much you grieve when you have like different miscarriages and so many things that people don't really talk about and just like the intensity of it, like everything your body goes through and just mm-hmm. basically how common it is and people just kind of don't really talk about it. So yeah, it was so funny you say that because for a while there I was actually ashamed of it because <laughs> we weren't like trying for children or like anything like that. And I was actually just kind of like ashamed or like, uh, nervous to tell anyone. And then, I don't know, there was just something I was talking to someone on Instagram, um, kind of recently within like the last like six months or so. And she was going through the same thing and she had just like announced it. And I was like, you know what, I should own it. Like it's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of women go through and people need to hear it and just like know that they're not alone. So yeah, it's kind of now I've been a bit more open about it, but yeah, for a while there, I was pretty ashamed about it. (laughs) for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I feel like that's so common. Like a lot of people, like you said, you know, if you're not married and like just for fear of other people being judgmental Mm -hmm. is just bound to happen no matter what the situation is. But, um, yeah, I'm glad that you owned it and, and, um, yeah, now just kind of, that's a part of your story, right? Like it's not something that you can kind of hide or just shove in a closet and put away and pretend like it didn't happen because, it's something very real that, you know, totally changes your mindset and your body. And yeah, it was definitely a big part of my journey too. And like, it's so funny because I think that's also one of the major, like major shift points in my hormones too. (laughs) I've never actually been a crier, but um, I watch a sappy movie now and I just bore my eyes out. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm just like, what happened? (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny you say that because that was the same thing with me. Like in the whole time I was on the pill in high school, we would go and watch. I remember specifically there was that Miley Cyrus movie, The Last Song, and I saw my girlfriend in high school, and I don't remember much of the movie, but I remember there were some really sad parts, and especially with like the very sad music, didn't cry at all. And then all of a sudden, when I came off the pill a few years ago, everything makes me cry. Commercials make me cry. (laughs) Like car commercials make me cry. I'm like, this is ridiculous. What the heck? I know. I was was listening to a speaker on the weekend and yeah, I just started like sniffling and my partner turns over and he's like, are you crying? I'm like, yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Anything motivational now, I start to cry. Like if it's inspiring, I'm like, I'll just start crying. what the heck oh god um and then a couple of things I know for sure 100% people are going to want to know what you did in terms of like healing and whole foods and supplements so we'll talk about that in a little bit but um you said you just like decided to come off the pill was it intuition like did you have a gut feeling that this you know I don't want to put this in my body or this might not be good for my body or what was like the turning point in you being like no I think I'm gonna come off yeah, so I have actually gone through periods where I've like actually gone off the pill and gone back on it. Um, that was mainly because I was traveling and um, I hadn't really found a family doctor and so I couldn't get a prescription. But um, this time it was more so I had actually um, joined um, this like holistic health um, oh, like hub to kind of like 
get my health back on track. There was like a bunch of recipes and like uh, exercise guides and stuff, but they had a bunch of webinars on there. And a lot of them were um, professional like doctors, like naturopathic doctors or people in um, the like hormone holistic space. And they were like educating women on how to kind of like learn more about their hormones for one or the pill as well. And I was watching this one and something just clicked to me and I was like, oh my God, I, I think I just need to stop taking this. And I read this Instagram post and it was like all about, um, yeah, the negative side effects of the pill. And it was around the same time as I just watched this webinar. And then that's just when I made the conscious decision to just stop it completely. I was like, nope, I'm not putting these synthetic hormones back into my body. Like I want to have like a natural cycle and just kind of like figure out what's going on from there. And um, yeah, it's so crazy how it's kind of evolved from there because now I couldn't even imagine being on it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's so crazy that like when you finally come off of it, you're like, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel in my body. Like this is what it actually feels like to be home in my body. And it's just, unless you're experiencing crazy hormone imbalances, then that's never, never fun. But once you finally reach that like homeostasis, everything's in balance, everything's feeling good. That that's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I never really had any like mood kind of side effects from the pill, but um, it's kind of nice also just to go through those motions sometimes, like even days where you're kind of feeling down, like I kind of have just learned to like lean into those emotions a bit more now and be more intuitive with my body and, and give it the rest that it needs. And, and I've learned like how to like cycle sync more actually from you and then just like, yeah, be more intuitive and listen to your body a bit more. Mm-hmm. It's so cool to be a woman sometimes. Like I never thought this when I was younger, but now I'm like, this is so cool. Like just everything we have access to and like the way our brain changes throughout our cycle, like it changes 25%. So you're like a whole different person basically four times yeah. a month like throughout your cycle. Like we go kind of with the moon and like, it's just, it's the coolest thing. So it's, yeah, it's fun to really get into. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes men just don't know because they just go through the one cycle phase every day and it's like... <laughs> they're like what's wrong with you I'm like you don't even know (laughs) you have no idea you have no clue (laughs) um I don't know about you but I I really try and bring my partner like into my cycle and I find that he's like now that this is kind of my specialty and and basically my career he's interested in kind of like tuning in with me and um you know just curious that like which phase I'm in and okay like what is this the the phase where you change your mood is this the phase where you're really talkative and like he picks up on these things that kind of like in the middle of my cycle like I'm really social and talkative and and so um, cute oh my god that's so cute (laughs) (laughs) do you do you like kind of bring your partner into your cycle too or are you like like expressing like this is the way I'm feeling or you know what Um, do you guys do yeah, I'm a pretty expressive person anyways. I always pretty much tell him how I'm feel how I'm feeling. Sometimes he doesn't like it, but that's fine. Um <laughs> for me, sometimes I actually don't actually know what phase I am in because my while my cycle is still every month, it's still pretty irregular. Um so sometimes it will be, 
you know, 35 days. And then sometimes it might be 40 days. Like I just never kind of exactly like it's not exactly um, regular to like the day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I've kind of like struggled with a little bit, um, even myself knowing what kind of like phase I'm in. Um, obviously, I know what when I'm in the menstrual phase, but then mm-hmm. after that, it's like kind of a guessing game <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so I keep track via um, via app. Like um, I use Clue. I can't remember if that's mm-hmm. what you use or not. Mm. Yeah. I. I actually use a few just because I want to see like which one is best. But mm, that's um, such a good idea. Maybe I should use more than one. Yeah, because they like. Here's the thing. I would love to create my own app because mm. I have right now. I'm looking at four. I have five apps that like. I don't. I'm not like perfect. I use one pretty perfectly, and then the rest I just kind of see. You know, like I pop in and out of it just to see like what the prediction is for ovulation and um, when I'm supposed to get my period. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just ca- trying to see like which one is most accurate because the prediction for ovulation and my period is a little bit different for all the apps. So I'm trying to figure out which one is most accurate and then sticking with that. But um, I do natural birth control method. So I do fertility awareness method. Mm-hmm. So I like zero birth control, like hormonal birth control for me, all natural nowadays. So I track my cervical fluid and my temperature. And a lot of apps, surprisingly, don't track your temperature. So Clue, Mm -hmm. there's an option to put in your temperature, but it doesn't chart it for you. So that's a downfall of of that app. Otherwise, like the symptoms are, I love, like there's so many symptoms that you can input on Clue. So I do really like that one. And then I use Kindara for um, tracking my my temperature. So that way I can look at the chart and it tells you, like it'll chart it for you and then let you know, like you can clearly see in front of you when ovulation happens based on when your temperature changes. And then for cycle syncing purposes, I love the app MyFlow created by Elisa VT. And that one specifically tells you which phase you're in. So it'll tell you, when you I need that one. Yeah, yeah. So it is it's not free, but I think it was just like a couple dollars oh, and it's worth a, it. Pay, pay once. Yeah, so it's not like a monthly fee. You pay once for the app and you have it forever. So I like that one cuz it legitimately tells me like for instance it'll say follicular phase and this phase is when you should do blah 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 and it gives you hints. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like about that one cuz it tells you specifically like it breaks it down and then um, there's not a whole lot you can track, but um, so it's not as detailed as Clue, but if you want to know kind of which phase you're in, I like that one. Yeah. So like right now, I, I know that I'm in the ovulation phase and I've just come out of the follicular phase because um, I've been very social and <laughs> um, very like creative and thinking about business things and you know like creating content on Instagram and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but what Mm -hmm. I find really interesting and that's why I definitely connect with my partner this usually when I'm in my luteal phase and I'm about to get my period he always knows when I'm about to get my period Um, and it's so funny now because before I never could tell the signs of when my period was coming unless like um, a couple of days before I'd get really bad cramps and I don't get cramps anymore, which is awesome. 
but um, I just, I know with some of the changes in my body when it's coming within a few days of it, which is kind of crazy um, now to like think about like, I'm like, okay, I don't have any cramps. So I don't know how to, sometimes it's hard to tell, but it's the way it kind of has changed with some telltale, telltale signs of how, how my period's coming. It's, I don't know. Do you find you get that too? A hundred percent. When I actually started listening, like the funny thing is that when I wasn't paying attention. So in high school, when I was just like, like just tracking, actually, I didn't even have to track my period because I was on the birth control pill for like 11, 12 ish years. And so I would just know like, okay, well, this is my sugar pill week. So, and I always got my period like right on the Wednesday, like in the middle of my sugar pills. And it was just like, not intuitive. I was just following this pack of medicine basically. And so, um, I was not in tune at all, but I did like, I did for sure have mood changes and like, but for me, I had cramps all the time. Like I was in pain all the time throughout the month. There was no, like I went to go see a lot of natural practitioners, doctors, everyone, like my surgeon would all ask me, like when is the pain is it like every month at the same time I'm like no sometimes it's in the middle sometimes at the end like it's like all over the map I couldn't tell you Mm -hmm. specifically if it's at the same time every month it was just all over the place so I really I didn't know I was confused why people were asking me and I was like I I don't know and but now and since coming off the pill I'm like okay now I can actually start to pay attention and hundred percent my mood changes like I can I can totally tell like my partner knows when I'm in the middle of my cycle <laughs> on ovulation because I'm so chatty and then when I'm in menstruation I'm like all I want to do is just like lay on the couch watch a Netflix show like hold hands like that's all I want to do at the end of luteal like going into menstruation and so yeah now I'm just like paying attention for me too the cool thing was when I started paying attention food was <laughs> A really fun one. So (laughs) I like your metabolism changes throughout your period. So your metabolism um, slows down around menstruation, increases around ovulation because of the higher testosterone, all that fun stuff. But so around menstruation, I started paying attention. I'm like, I'm not really hungry. I do crave like chocolate and things, but I don't, I'm not like hungry and like starving all the time. Like I am in the middle of my cycle. Yeah. I so much more because you just burn so much more energy in the middle compared to at the end of your cycle when you're in menstruation. And so just paying attention to like all the different signs and signals and like skin changes and like hair changes, like your hair gets shinier and like crazier at different points in your cycle. And yeah, it's so so funny you say that about food though, because I literally today did not bring enough food to work because I was so (laughs) hungry and I just could not stop eating. Oh my God. It's so true. Yeah. Cause like, and I know a lot of women, I've heard this from a lot of women too, being like, Oh, everything I eat today, nothing fills me up. I'm, I can't stop eating. I'm so hungry. Yep. And yeah, typically that's smack dab somewhere in the middle. And then sometimes you're like, wow, I went pretty much, you know, big chunks of time without food, just like sipping on my water, drinking my tea, drinking my bone broth and like not even hungry. And yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting how like your body just kind of changes just (laughs) like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
It's so One true. day you could be eating, and then the next day you could be sobbing on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With your bag of chocolate chips and a sad movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. That's, funny. That's pretty much exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So I know you said you were diagnosed with PCOS. Some people might not know what PCOS is, what it stands for. And I want want you to share like what your symptoms were too, once you finally got that diagnosis and it clicked and you're like, wow, these are all the symptoms that I have. And it makes so much sense. Yes. So sorry, PCOS is like stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, in my opinion, I feel like they should probably change the name a little bit, but, um, basically there's three, um, three major key diagnosis factors, um, to actually know if it is PCOS. And the first one is, um, cystic or like having cystic ovaries, um, the second one is usually if you have irregular heavy periods, um sometimes they're missed like you just aren't ovulating at all um and then the third one is um I can never pronounce the word (laughs) sorry androgens is that the word well yeah but the one with the h it starts with a h it's like yes that's it (laughs) I'm so bad with pronouncing that word but basically (laughs) that just means that you have um like excess testosterone um, levels sometimes. Um, So you could have excess hair growth. A lot of the times that's like around your jawline, in your chin, um, on your chest um, as well. And um, for me, it was really bad acne. Um, So, yeah, like you said, the – for me, the key factors that I found for myself, because not everyone has – every symptom um a lot of women do have some like all three of those but you only need two to actually be diagnosed with PCOS I as far as I know don't have cysts on my ovaries um but I had the other two symptoms and also from blood work um we were were able to see that my um LH levels and my FHET FSH levels were quite um, on broad ends of the um, spectrum, basically. So um, you want to have those almost like on par, so like one to one kind of ratio, as close together as you can. And I think my um, my FSH was like a twenty six, and my LH was like a nine, so they were quite quite apart. And um, that was another key like key indicator, but. Um, if you want to call it like external symptoms, um, for me were like the big ones probably were my cystic acne. That was really, really bad all around my jawline and under my chin. Um, basically nothing. I felt like nothing worked. I was like, oh my God, like trying to, um, clean my face with, with anything. And then, um, I also do get small dark hairs along my jawline as well not very very bad but they do pop up and it's so funny because I was talking to one of my girlfriends last year before I was actually diagnosed and um she was like yeah that sometimes that happens when you um 
when you're about to get your period and I was like oh yes that means I'm about to get my period and at this point I hadn't had my period in like three months so I was like yay <laughs> that means I'm about to get it and I didn't even know that was a symptom of PCOS and like yeah I still didn't get my period so that was that was fun um skin tags actually can is a symptom and um it's crazy because I I have actually got some like usually like they appear like around like um under your arms or just like other random like areas where your skin kind of folds and I have a couple and I, I didn't know that was a symptom for a long time either not saying that like everyone with skin tags has PCOS but <laughs> it can be a symptom which is kind of weird and crazy um and for like two other major like key factors were um no ovulation so I didn't have any period for um I think it was like four or five months I didn't have a period and then um I got my period and then I didn't have my period for another three months and it was kind of like very off and on like that and um Oh, inflammation, weight gain, not being able to lose weight, especially around the stomach. Um, and like having that, like, I don't know, I guess you can call it like one of those like hormonal pouches, like are on your tummy. So they were basically my key, key indicators of PCOS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The skin tag one, that's super interesting that it's not really like typically on like the internet and Instagram and Pinterest, like it's when they talk about the symptoms and side effects of PCOS, no one really touches on skin tags, but it's so interesting that like, once you start listing out all your symptoms and you're just like, this is crazy. Like I had all these symptoms all this time. Yeah. And well, I mean, there's the, the problem with PCOS too, is there's so many other symptoms that are classified just as a hormonal imbalance as well. And everyone, like a lot of women who suffer from hormonal imbalance will have a lot of these issues. But, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, I guess, um, syndromes, if you want to call it that, that kind of definitely goes undiagnosed for so long because there is such a broad spectrum of symptoms that can go on, like poor memory and brain fog that is also just like a symptom of hormonal imbalance, um, fatigue, um, so many other things like insulin resistance, fatty liver disease. It's just the list can go on and on. <laughs> it's so true. Um, just you mentioned that like all these symptoms are just general hormonal imbalance. And I know just like any of the the women's hormone imbalances, diagnoses go very underdiagnosed. So like I know PCOS is undiagnosed a lot of times endometriosis is very undiagnosed a lot of the times um what's the stat I think it's do you know the stat like how many women for PCOS Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's one in ten women at the moment have PCOS but it's more like one in five because about 50 to 70% of like women actually go undiagnosed. They actually don't know that they have PCOS. So Mm -hmm. the stats can be kind of skewed, but yeah, about one in 10 women. I think it's like, oh, um, oh, like 2 million women just in like North America alone or like the US alone suffer from PCOS. Something crazy like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I know the stats are very, very similar for endo too. I think it's 
not quite one in 10, but um, yeah, endo is very complicated to get that actual diagnosis. They actually have to open you up and see if there's scar tissue, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, just women suffering in silence is just very unfortunate because then if you can't get to the root cause, how are you supposed to heal, right? Like you can't just slap the pill on it and be like, okay, this will fix your hormones, you know, like send you on your way. See you later. Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy. And then lastly, I just wanted you to share like what you did food-wise, exercise-wise, supplements, because I know just watching you, I pretty much watched you go through the whole journey in the Mm -hmm. last since you worked at the clinic and I know you changed a lot like you said earlier like cycle syncing supplements um, holistic mindset practices exercise like all that sort of changed based on what you finally when you finally got a diagnosis yeah exactly so well back two years ago I actually started taking a whole food supplement called juice plus so I started on that and I did actually start to see some changes in like my bloating in my stomach and um in my skin, but then it kind of like ramped, came back with a vengeance when I actually went off the pill. And then, um, yeah, I just, I started, um, eating more like whole food nutrition. So I actually, I wouldn't say I went completely gluten-free cause, um, that would be a lie. Um, for me, and it's so funny because my whole program and my website is all based about around balance, similar to you with moderation. Um, I don't believe in like necessarily diet dieting um, because for me it's just never worked. So I believe in having like a more balanced um, approach to everything and having think- things in moderation. And um, yeah, I think I just started eating more, especially like leafy greens, um, a lot more like um, less GI kind of. Um, vegetables as well um so I kind of switched like having potatoes in and I'll have sweet potato instead or I eat a lot of broccoli and like asparagus and more green um type food um I actually did cut out red meat um I I wouldn't say cut it out completely but I don't it's not something that I'd buy at the grocery store and have at home if I go out like to a restaurant maybe I'll treat myself to like a steak or something but um I started like buying stuff that doesn't um, have hormones in it. So like basically organic um, meat, like especially chicken, a lot more seafood to have higher base of like omegas into my diet. And then um, I think the combination between all of that, I kind of just cleaned up my diet and stopped eating crap, to be honest, and a lot of like less processed stuff. Um, and then supplement wise, I, um, I started taking anacetol, which I I actually say anacetol is probably like the biggest game changer for me. Um, it's really curbed my like carb and sugar cravings. Um, cause that's one thing that I found that I was really struggling with. Um, I, have more of like an insulin high insulin kind of um PCOS so that was like a really big game changer and helped regulate my cycle a lot and um I think I just I also had like um low iron and I started taking like higher dose of like vitamin d um what else did I start taking some more um I think only Canadians will like kind of be able to really relate to this, but um, it, I take Estrovantage from a brand called Bioclinic and it's like a multi kind of um, 
supplement that helps estrogen support basically and that really helped to um, bring down my my levels on my blood work together because um, like I said before my blood work was so far like the FSH and the LH was so um, like there was such a big gap when I got my blood work again in August this year um, they were so much closer together I think my LH was down to four and my FSH was at nine or something like that so with supplements and like the whole food nutrition, like I was able to really balance out my hormones that way, which is really, really cool. Um, and then apart from like all of that kind of stuff, I would say I basically then cut out things like I stopped using um, chemical kind of um, face products and skincare. Um, I don't use perfume at all anymore. And I only use like essential oils as like a perfume and it's so funny because I was thinking about this the other day someone at the clinic brought us like a little gift um for Christmas and it was just like a spray thing and one of the girls sprayed it and I got a big whiff and I nearly passed out I was not even blind I was just like the fumes I was like now I'm just not used to like being around like high perfumey fragrant things that it just like hit me like a ton of bricks and I was like oh my god so it's so <laughs> funny like when you kind of change um all of those things too like my skin has really cleared up I barely have any scarring from the cystic acne because I've just been mm. using clean natural products and um and yeah like mindfulness practices I think I've actually, I don't do it every day because I just, I journal a lot, but only when I need to, when I feel like it's necessary. For me, I put a lot of pressure at the beginning to kind of journal every day and I was running out of things to say. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't really have anything happen to me today. I didn't really have any feelings. I feel good. So I kind of just got to the point where I would write one gratitude thing before I go to bed um so I can I have actually found that like I can sleep a lot better when I do that and then if I'm feeling anxious or irritated about something I will then journal it out um yeah that's kind of been working for me everyone's different but um that's how I've gone about like dealing with like anxiety and stress and all of that I love that. I I can connect so much with what you said about the chemicals. Like once you cut it out of your life, like my home right now has no, like nothing artificial. I don't use perfumes, just like you said. Like once you cut it out and switch to more of those natural products and you don't smell anything kind of like perfumey or artificial and then all of a sudden you smell something, oh my God, it's like headaches galore. Like you said, feel like you're going to pass out. Like sometimes I get nauseous and just like can't focus if like the scent is overwhelming and powerful. Like I don't know about you, but for me, bleach, like the smell of bleach sometimes, Mm. I'm like this is just wild. And I know bleach has like a direct correlation with infertility as well. So I try not to like be around bleach too much but I know with COVID there's like a lot of oh yeah um, you know like you have to follow protocol and stuff but oh my gosh like it's so crazy that just like perfumes and scents can just like set you off in a whole different way oh yeah 100 percent 100 percent it's so crazy because um 
someone was telling me that they lined up at Bath and Body Works and I was just like, why though? Because that's just so bad for you. And they're like, oh, it just smells so good. I'm like, there's so much unnatural, like toxic stuff in there that you could have just gone to Sage and gone and got a diffuser and some natural essential oils and you would be so much happier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so funny, but everyone will be educated in their own time but I definitely think that yeah those um the fragrances is a big thing because I watched this YouTube um not YouTube sorry it was a clip on Instagram recently I think it was like a reel or something and yeah the perfume on the plant yeah did you see that it was someone sprayed perfume on a plant and just like documented it over like a matter of hours and the plant can completely died mm. and I was like that is we're spraying that on our bodies like oh, imagine what that's doing inside of you like it's so crazy xenoestrogens I know, I know. <laughs> um oh, my it's so crazy I was gonna say something else you just totally slipped my mind when you when I got excited about that clip because I was like I did see that it's so crazy yeah that blew my mind because I was just like just think about everything else that like, you know, we put into into our bodies as well as onto our bodies that are just having such an effect. Like our skin is our biggest um, organ and it just absorbs so much and we just forget about our like things that go onto our skin on a day-to-day basis that just build up over time and have such an effect on our bodies internally. Mm, mm, so true. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say too. You said you can't like force someone on their healing journey it'll happen when it happens and just like I've had so much personal experience with that if you know there's all those stages of change and if someone's not at the final stage of change like they're 100% ready like someone could book an appointment but not really implement the steps like they're not quite there yet and I know Mm -hmm. especially with a lot of my family members I'm sure you get this too a lot of like friends or family members reach out and they're like oh I'm, I'm you know going through this can you give me some tips and I'm like okay, well, or, you know, they don't ask for tips. I'm very, very aware not to just kind of like give them tips. If I see they're struggling with something, I'm like, I can't just tell them, here's what you can do. Like I have the perfect supplement or perfect solution for whatever you're going through, but I'm like, maybe they're not ready to change. Maybe they're like, if I say it, they're so not ready to hear it. So I'm very, very aware that like everybody goes through a different healing journey and Mm-hmm. you know 100%. someone might not be ready mm-hmm. oh a hundred percent but like I guess like how did you even know you were ready like what started your journey oh boy um <laughs> it was it's actually a very clear like pivotal moment when I realized like oh my gosh I need to make a change so I studied nutrition for six years like I went to two different two very different schools I went to university to study to become a dietitian. So like very sciencey, like calculating tube feed rates, like all that stuff about everything that's vitally important to learn in a hospital, like all the meal planning, all the different diets for everybody who's like in critical care, which is mm-hmm. super, super intense. And I thought becoming a dietitian was my be all end all, like this is exactly what I wanted to do. And long story short, my internship fell through because one of, um, my references, there was a time difference and she was traveling. So she didn't get her reference in on time. And it was just a whole big thing. But um, 
then I was like, what am I, what am I going to do? I have no plan B. I'm just kind of like lost and stranded. And, and I did grow up really, really holistic. Like a lot of my um, mom's side of the family is like really into essential oils and like intuition and mindset and um, like vibes, like the whole, like super, super holistic, mm-hmm. which is funny too, because a lot of them are nurses, but just having them have that science background, but also listen to the body is kind of what I grew up with. And um, so I grew up with that. And my mom was like, well, you know, there's some pretty big health people like the, like Marty Wasserman and Megan Telpner, who are like writing, you know, like big books and like doing big things like podcasting and blogging and, you know, like opening schools and, and she said that they all went to the same school, which was the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. And so I was like, yep, I'm going to jump on that. I'm just going to apply. <laughs> just like going for it. I didn't, I honestly didn't do much research because I found out where I live in Toronto, there is a school a lot closer to me. There's one in Mississauga, which is close to me. And then there's one in North York, which is kind of close, but a little bit further. And I, I honestly, because I did no research, I didn't even know there was a Mississauga campus. I just applied to the one that, um, that I heard about. So I was like, okay, I'm going to iChen and went for my interview. And the first day I went in for um, my interview, I had to submit like all these things, like a whole letter of my health journey and why I wanted to study holistics. And I went in and the first thing someone came up to me and they were like, would you like a tea? And I was like, oh my God, I love tea. So I was like, (laughs) yes, please. And then at lunchtime, they were serving soup, homemade soup. I was like, what is this place? Like there's this lady who comes in and makes homemade healing soup recipes. They have like a whole like tea bar. And I was like, this isn't filtered water, like reverse osmosis. And I was like, okay, this is a whole different ball game. I'm going (laughs) to like it here. And um, did the one year intensive. And basically that's where I was still on the pill at the time. And because I had tried to come off a couple of times, I ended up in the hospital from just like, I had a lot of hormone issues going on. And so the um, couple times I tried to go off, ended up back in the hospital from like insane pain to the point where Advil did nothing. I was in a ball. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything except like weep in a little ball and just like scream of pain. Like it, it was awful. And literally no one could tell me what the cause was of this pain. They just kept saying, just go back on birth control. And I was like, well, I'm still getting pain on the pill. So they were like, oh, we'll just switch you pills. And then my mood swings would be insane. So they're like, oh, let's switch it up again. And so, yeah, not That's great. And crazy. That, it's so crazy. So I was at iChen and they were like, like there was a specific class um, called Lifespan. And we were just talking about like all the lifespan so basically from infant to adult everything that happens in the male and female body and I was like oh I I remember so specifically that I was sitting in class and the PowerPoint was up on the front screen and we were at the point where we were talking about like women's hormone balances and endometriosis came up and I checked off the box on every single one of those symptoms and I was like this is insane like there's no way. I was like, this is I, pretty much I started like crying to myself very like quietly because I was in the middle of a class with like 30 some odd students. But <laughs> this is insane. So I went home, researched it. And I was like, oh, my God, could this be what I have? And I was like, well, it's hard to get a diagnosis because they actually have to open you up to see if there's scar tissue. And 
So basically from then on, I was like, I just need to come off the pill because I don't know what I have. So how am I supposed to heal if I don't even know what I'm working with? Like I don't, I've never, because I was put on the pill from surgery at the age of 12 or 13. So I was on the pill from like 12 until 24-ish, give or take 12, 13 to like 24-ish. I don't remember. I remember it was in November. I'm pretty sure I was 24. Could have been 23, but not very important details. But um, so I was like, I don't know what I'm dealing with until I come off the pill. And so I was like, okay, so what I want to do is because I knew that I like all through high school, I had crazy, even on the pill, like my skin was terrible. My mood swings were terrible. My period was terrible, like pain. So I was like, if I come off, I'm a hundred percent likely to experience like, like all these crazy symptoms. So I was like, I really want to make sure that I supplement my body, eat all the right foods and prep myself before coming off. So I can totally avoid the whole post-birth control syndrome. Cause I was terrified mm-hmm. of being like, in my mid twenties and having like terrible skin or, you know, whatever it was. So I wanted to make sure that I was like fully prepared before coming off. That's so crazy. Hey, and it's so funny because I just want to bring it back. It's so crazy how the universe works that your teacher didn't submit like a, um, what's it called? I've lost that word. (laughs) Like your, um, reference so that way you actually went to nutrition school and then led you on this path divine timing i know so crazy for a reason that's like everything i think of in life oh and someone tried to fight me hard on this too i mean like to each their own you know if opinion but someone was like nope it's not true that everything happens for a reason i was like okay give me any example and then let's try and figure out if this happened for a reason and it's so true, you know, like you think about, let's say like the hero's journey. So if there's someone that you look up to, like for instance, I really like Oprah and look up to Oprah a lot. Her journey was not easy. I also love Lewis Howes and they both went through terrible situations as kids with rape and not a lot of money and just going through that hardship and adversity and You know, it makes you the person you are today. Every decision you make, everything you go through makes you the person you are now. You wouldn't be the person you are now if. Yeah, exactly. If that teacher didn't hand, if she handed in your review, you would never have gone to nutrition school. You would never have (laughs) learned about your hormones and you would never be helping women get off the pill and balance their hormones naturally. Just think about it. It's so crazy. (laughs) It's so like divine, like exactly how we work together, like everything. I just, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And I for sure don't regret that I went to Ryerson University to study more of that science dietetics program because that set me up to, you know, open me up to everything that I was learning at iGen, like the more holistic stuff. And I kind of had that background so I could be like, okay, balance of science and balance of holistic and mm-hmm. kind of bringing it all together and and then I wouldn't have met my partner too because yeah. he went to the same school so <laughs> I know exactly and so did you find that you had like um any like symptoms when you came off the pill like did anything really go crazy for you or was it more of like a 
like what did you do like to kind of help balance your hormones coming off the pill Mm -hmm. good question um I did have a little bit of symptoms not as much I mean it's hard to say who who the heck knows I could have had crazy symptoms but I didn't have a lot of symptoms coming off the pill I did notice um the first I want to say like two or three months after coming off the pill um, my periods got really, really long. So they went from 28 days on the dot, knew exactly when my period was coming to, um, or sorry, they were regular for the three months coming off because the medication was still in my system. So the three months after coming off, everything was the same, 28 days regular. And then it was the fourth month where I was like, okay, where's my period? Like it went, I went from 28 days to 36 days. Okay. And I was like, Oh, I was like, okay, so is my natural period really long? I don't know. So eventually it just balanced out because I kept taking my supplements, taking care of my body. Um, and then eventually now it's, I want to say like 29, 30 days, like pretty much on the dot every every month. So um, but yeah, I, I, symptoms coming off. Um, I For a few months, my moods were, I was just learning what it was to be me in my body so my moods mm. were kind of like like I said like we talked about earlier just all of a sudden like uh. crying <laughs> like, oh my god don't watch this is us if you don't want to cry oh my god like watching this that, that's why I haven't started my friends keep trying to tell me to start it and I was like no I'm not ready to pull my eyes out just yet <laughs> oh my gosh I remember sitting on the floor of one of my apartments folding laundry watching the episodes just sobbing like tears streaming down my face when I was just like this is crazy (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh but um yeah so definitely like learning what it feels like to be inside my body and then one I did not expect I mean I had pretty much terrible skin my entire life and never found the cause like never you know I looked at the skin maps online saw dozens of practitioners like paid a lot of money on skincare practitioners like weird powders and liquids and like super nasty tasting things like everything tried literally everything and when I came off the pill um it wasn't too bad like I had a pretty good handle on it and then all of a sudden all down my neck it was like all these crazy breakouts and I was like what like where did that come from like cystic all down my neck and I was like okay this is weird because I didn't change my shampoo didn't change anything didn't change my skincare and I was like this is just wild so um trying to think of any other symptoms that I had I I definitely didn't have a lot of the any like, you know, big changes from post-birth control syndrome, but, mm-hmm. um, cause I, I pretty much was taking supplements for it, trying to get my stress, um, in line. That was a big one. That's a big, big one. So mm-hmm. big. I, yeah, that's one thing I've had to kind of like learn too, is like the stress. So like, how did you kind of like get that under control? Oh, stress. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that actually until, recently pretty much like in the last year I really sat down with myself because I'm type a personality unfortunately (laughs) and you know just kind of like yeah so I don't I don't know what it was but I, I think I was around someone who was very very type a and 
it drove me mad. And I was like, okay, I can't be so type A because two type A Leo personalities in under one roof was just, oh my God. If like, if you know Leos, we have like, we're very stubborn, have very strong opinions, like very headstrong, like leaders. And so for both of us to be like type A headstrong, like some OCD and just like two Leos under one roof and our opinions were different mm-hmm. a lot of times. And so it would just drive me mad. And then I was like, I think, cause this could drive me crazy forever. Like just, yeah, you know, so I was like, I honestly, and both my mom and my partner have the same sign. And so just learning from them to just be a little bit more chill and a little bit more relaxed and just like more calming vibes and go with the flow. And so I was like, I need to just start going with the flow because if I stress this much and I know like there's a whole connection with stress, hormones, sleep, gut health, like literally everything, like the mind, mental health, you name it, like stress plays a role. And so I was like, I I honestly need to let go of these perfectionistic tendencies. I need to let go of some of the stress that I'm holding on my shoulders because it's just driving me crazy and impacting the way I run my business and my life and like the job, you know, like everything. And so I was like, I'm just gonna be less stressful. And it's so funny because I look back and our first trip together as a couple when we went to California, I planned out in my in the notes section on my phone, I have <laughs> the specific the day number, the date the weather, like the the forecast weather was going to be like 78 and sunny or whatever it was. <laughs> I had an outfit planned out and then the activity <laughs> we wanted to do on the specific dates. Oh, oh my, my God. And I look now and now whenever we like plan a trip or if we go somewhere, like if I go home for the weekend, I don't pack until like the night before or the morning of, and I just kind of like throw stuff in a bag. If my mom's like, Hey, what's the plan? You know, I'm like, oh, I don't have a plan. You know, now yeah. I'm more like, because things change, like life happens. and That's so true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of letting go journaling, like you said. Oh my God. Journaling is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things that I tell my clients to do. There's conscious dream journaling. I don't know if you've tried that, but it's like pen to paper or pencil, whatever you prefer. And you just like set a timer for however long you have, if you have five, 10, 15, half an hour, an hour, and you just don't stop writing until you get out all your emotions. It just like flows out of you. Mm-hmm. I did that the other day because <laughs> like I was, I did it, had a conference over the weekend and had all of these things going on in my head. And I was like inspired and I had all this, these mm-hmm. visions. And like, I was just like so excited. And I was talking to one of my friends who was also there and she was like, journal it out. And I was like, honestly, it's 10 30 at night on a Sunday. I just want to go to bed. And she's like, do it now you you'll feel so much better and honestly I did that and I just got like I think it was like five pages of notes and I was like okay and it's now so I think it's time to stop but yeah it's it's mm-hmm. so good what you just feel like your hand just keeps writing and you're just like flowing and at the end of the time you're just like what did I actually write I don't know but yeah it yeah. does feel good like my brain's moving faster than my hand like why can't my hand just write faster yeah oh god that's so funny Um, And then for people who like don't know where to start with journaling too, one thing that I actually learned at the holistic school, we took the coolest class that was called psychology of disease. And it's not what you think it is at all. It's more like super holistic muscle testing, mindset, manifestation, all that sort of stuff bundled up into one. 
And my teacher gave us this assignment and it's, I don't know the official name. I think it's just a hundred questions, but basically get a blank piece of paper or notebook. And it's best if you do it conscious stream style. So just sit down, write out a hundred questions. So any questions that you have, mine started off a little bit trivial. Like mine started off with like, why is the sky blue? Why do bees buzz? Why do cats purr? And then all of a sudden it started getting like really, really deep. Like all of a sudden it was like, what's my purpose in life? Why am I here? Like, you know, like why me? Why this time? Why now? Why do I have hormone imbalances? Like why do I suffer with super painful cysts all the time? And, you know, why did I never meet my mom's mom? And just like all like all these like really deep like questions, like, does God exist? Like all these That's questions. So crazy. Oh my gosh. It's so I give this exercise to a lot of my clients if they're struggling with something mentally and they really like don't know or they haven't addressed it or they just like push it and put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. If the question repeats itself, like when you read back your hundred questions, if the question comes up like two, three or multiple times, even if it's like in slightly different forms, then maybe you need to start looking for some answers or journaling on that question and sort of yeah. like addressing those feelings. Oh, interesting. Interest. That's a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. 100 questions. I gave it to a couple of my clients and um, just the things that come back. I don't want to share too much because everything's pretty confidential, but mm. some things that came back were just like revelation. Like it was just crazy. They were like, oh my gosh, I like didn't even consider that to be holding my health back. Like a lot of issues with forgiveness or anything, like not letting go, holding on to things. That's so funny you mentioned that because that (laughs) popped up in my mind before when you were talking about like going with the flow more and stuff. And for those of you that don't know, Alex actually does um, something called a live blood cell analysis, which is the coolest thing. And we do it in our clinic. And I finally, after a year of working there, got mine done like a couple of months ago. And she's literally like, you need to learn to let things go. I was like, oh my God. It's so true. Yeah. Oh, I love I need that. to try this exercise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. Maybe not tonight because it'll be a little bit late, but do it. No, that's going too deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do it when you're in your menstrual phase because that's a time for intuition. So, mm-hmm. like, inward. I find journaling. I actually do a lot of journaling in my menstrual phase, actually. Like, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff just comes up and you're just like, oh, like. <laughs> why am I even thinking about this and yeah you just gotta like sometimes you just gotta get it out and a lot of the times it's so funny like I actually I this is why I one of my biggest beliefs like on your whole journey is that you need to find like a support system and whether that be someone that is a loved one like your partner or a family member a really good friend or maybe it's a coach or like a therapist or someone, but I, I definitely believe you need to have that supportive person. Cause a lot of the times I actually go to my partner and I lean on him a lot and express like my thoughts and my feelings and, and a lot of things that way as well. Cause I feel like sometimes having that in-person conversation helps me a lot and like having feedback and, and like having someone like n- not necessarily validate my feelings, but like, yeah, kind of say it's okay to feel that way too. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's one thing that I kind of do as well instead of journaling is, yeah, 
finding like a support person sometimes. Mm-hmm. A support system mm-hmm. is so, I can't even stress this enough, is so important. And like dealing with clients one-on-one, sometimes your clients tell you, you know, they can't confide in their husband or their friends. And so they just keep it all inside. I'm like, if that's the case, honestly, like come see me. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny that I have the the title nutritionist, but most of the time when people come to me, they just need someone to listen and yeah. to, you know, just so they can get things off their chest. And I'm like, honestly, everything's confidential. Like if you need to get something off your chest, like you can tell me, I'm like, sometimes I can't offer advice on that. And I honestly do go say like, maybe you need to book an appointment with a professional and like, there's no shame in that. Like there's no hundred percent. There's no shame in that. If you can't confide in family members or friends or whatever it is, we have a lot going on. Like, don't keep it inside. Like go, like go, there's always someone to talk to, you know, there's nowadays since COVID happened, like you can see a therapist online through a secure portal. Like there's text support nowadays. There's like email support, like whatever it is, like there's support out there. And so you know, no shame in in seeking out support if you don't have it in your local community. But honestly, something that I like to do too is just joining Facebook groups because mm-hmm. for whatever the issue is, like let's say if it's PCOS and you're like, my friends don't get it. They don't have hirsutism. They like, they have regular normal periods. Like they have no idea what I'm struggling with. And, you know, sometimes um, like either friends try to offer advice and they just, you know, it's not working or they don't really quite understand. And so join a community like a Facebook group or follow people on Instagram where you can actually connect with someone and feel like you're part of that community. That helps a lot too. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you there because that's one thing that I've really learned to connect with is on Instagram, especially there's a whole community of women on PCOS and infertility and they're all going through these these the same things that you are so connecting with just strangers sometimes can be the most comforting thing because they're going through the same thing as you are to some extent so and it's really cool also to see how other people are are dealing with their diagnosis as well like I know you said that you were using supplements and stuff before and and that like did you and you technically didn't have like a diagnosis of like PCOS or endometriosis but how did you go about kind of supplementing and like having an like a new like doing your nutrition around hormonal imbalance Mm, good question um I well my goal at that time like our health goals change right based on what you're going through so like when I was in university I was really really stressed so I took supplements for stress and then my number one goal was to come off the birth control pill sans symptoms (laughs) that was like (laughs) the number one thing so I was like I want to come off the pill So I was like, what do I have to do to come off the pill? And again, saw like a dozen practitioners and some were helpful, some weren't so helpful. Either way, I just wanted to kind of see what I could do for my health. And so um, it's very interesting, even like it still unfolds to this day. Like I recently saw an osteopath and the information she told me was insane. But I started off with um, a naturopath and it was kind of, Um, I think she was just starting off in the field. And so the protocol she gave me was kind of like what I was learning in school. It was just very basic omega-3s, Bs, magnesium, just like very, very basic stuff. So I went on that for a while. And um, I don't know what it was doing for my hormones because I couldn't get my blood work done because I was on the pill. 
Mm. So I have no clue what my, you know, because if you're on the pill, it's supplying you with hormones. Yeah, so it skews it so much. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't like really get my blood work done because I won't really know where my estrogen and progesterone, like where everything is at. And so I was just kind of taking the magnesium, the omega, the Bs. And um, so I was, I was trying that. And then after a while, I was like, okay, well, let me see what else is out there. Because in school, we're learning about like homeopathic. We're learning about like all these like different endodrops and like all these like really interesting things. And so I was like, let me go see one of the teachers at the school. They, um, she had a private practice. And so I was like, I'll go see her. And what she does is a combination of the live blood cell analysis and muscle testing. Mm-hmm. So she looked at my blood and kind of like assessed the situation. And then she did the muscle testing. So basically, she kind of looked at the picture of my health through the live blood cell and like saw a little bit about what was going on. And then through the muscle testing, she was able to test supplements with my body, whether I was driving with them or whether my body was like, uh uh-uh, uh, like you're not ready for this. Like this does not go with my energy at all. Interesting. Oh, it's the coolest thing. I like, I also got certified to do that, but, um, I don't currently practice it, especially like COVID now you can't really get close to people, but, um, it's super, so I have a testing kit, the whole thing, but I never really brought it into practice, but, um, post COVID I probably should. Cause it's the, the coolest yeah. thing ever. I'll be a test on so, me. <laughs> yeah, I can test supplements with your energy. Yes. But, um, yeah. So she tested me with like a whole bunch of stuff and she, tried me out. Um, I can't remember all the details, but I remember we try to be complex and she was like, no, your body's not ready for that. So um, she tested food product with me. So she tested bee pollen and my body was like a hundred percent like strong on bee pollen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, like that's easy. So like food first, you know, and, yeah. and um, so that was really cool to do. And, and then that's when she put me on homeopathics to detox my right and my left ovary. And there was still, it worked like it was super great protocol and I stayed on it for a really long time. But then every, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how often it was, but um, I did get a really, really, really intense um, like pain. It wasn't from a period. It was just probably a cyst that ruptured. That was when I first had surgery when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Like the pain is just blinding. It feels like, um, I don't know what birth feels like, but it just feels like your ovaries are like rupturing. Like it's, it's such a painful experience. And so, um, I did have a couple of extra cysts that were rupturing and all this stuff. So I did, um, go through a lot, but basically now if I were to do it all over again, I still would have done the homeopathics to detox my right and left ovary. Cause that helped a lot. And then just, sticking with so my goal was to come off the pill so I was like okay what does the pill deplete it depletes magnesium zinc coq10 there's a whole list of things that it depletes so I started taking the basics and then I wanted to take omega-3 um, as a healthy fat source to help balance out my my hormones and decrease inflammation so I kind of just stuck with the basics with some homeopathics in there and then the big game changer for me that I would suggest to Anyone who is stressed, like me, type A, one thing that 
I love and still use to this day is an adrenal supplement. And for me, I have tried the vegan ones and also the glandular ones, but the glandular ones are pretty much what saved my health. Like just the fact that I would get stressed out about literally everything. And if you're in fight or flight mode, which is stress and your adrenals are producing cortisol, you're not in rest and digest. So rest and digest is when like everything's in harmony, you can eat food, your digestion is great, like life is awesome. Fight and flight, your body's like, okay, we're running from the tiger, like let's Mm -hmm. go. And when you're that stressed, your body thinks it's running from a tiger, what does it shut off? Things that are no use to the body when you're running from the tiger. So do you need digestion to run from a tiger? No, (laughs) your brain and your leg. the blood to go to your brain and your limbs. So it goes away from digestion, reproduction. And so because I was stressed pretty much 24 seven, also getting terrible sleeps, I like slept horribly. So stressed out with school and everything and coming off the pill and just being overwhelmed about what I wanted to do with my life after school finishing on. Um, I did the one year intensive. So it was like a really intense program. So there were tests like every week and an exam, like every three weeks or whatever it was. And so I was like, this is so stressful. So an adrenal supplement with the glandulars is on the basis that like heals like. So if you take a supplement for your adrenals and it has um, adrenal gland in it, it will heal that adrenal gland because your body recognizes it. And it's like, okay, like heals like, so you can start healing it that way. So I took, um, And especially if you have a thyroid condition as well, adrenal glands are great. Always, always, always talk to a practitioner if it's for thyroid purposes. Mm -hmm. But we learned that always address the adrenal glands first. So I was also like, I'm so burnt out. So I may or may not have thyroid issue. But instead of going right in for thyroid, I'm going to work on my adrenals first. So adrenal glands were a lifesaver for me because it helped with like normal bowel movements. It helped with digestion. It helped with stress. It helped with sleep. It helped with libido. Like everything so that yeah. was number one yeah and I find like once you you address like the stress and the sleep and and yeah like all of the kind of more of the root causes then everything else kind of falls more into place and kind of works more in harmony mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so cool cool I love hearing your story <laughs> <laughs> we all have our own journey of where we started and where we are now but um oh yeah I'll get into the quick story too about the osteopath that I saw yes I love this story yeah so she because it just goes to show you that like I know a lot of people book sessions with us and they're like okay I'm gonna book one session because I'm you know like one session is gonna heal all my problems and I'm like no 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 honey like one (laughs) session like we're just getting started we're just getting to know each other like let alone fix your whole and like most people like their hormone issues or digestive issues or whatever to start at birth sometimes so it's like we need to spend so much time healing your body it's ridiculous so for someone who's like I'll just book one session and life will be good like all will be balanced out with the supplements you gave me and the diet you gave me and it's like no 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 like those supplements and that diet is just a starting point before we like really dive in with the heavy stuff and so Mm -hmm. Um, I recently saw 
an osteopath and I was like, oh, you know, like I just, I have like, well, my shoulders hunch over from being on my phone a lot and my computer a lot because a lot of the work is digital. And then um, my hips, like I've always like since my teens into um, my adulthood, like my hips, especially my left hip cracks. Like if I'm doing ab exercise on the ground or like walking, like my left hip will like click and they pop and it's just like the most uncomfortable thing. So I was like, I'm going to go see an osteopath because she just started at the clinic and I was like, I'm going to give it a go. Never saw an osteopath before, but like, let's give it a shot. So I went and she was assessing my hips and they were like cracking and popping and like, she was like, what the heck? So she went and like did a few things and then she starts Um, She knew my whole history that like I had surgery at a very young age and it was to remove my left ovary. So she's like digging into all these different places and she goes over, um, she like started at my feet and like we're tugging on my legs and asked me to like bend over and like assess like where my hips were sitting and my pelvis and all that fun stuff. And then um, she gets to my pelvis, basically where my left ovary was removed. She was like, oh my gosh, there is so much scar tissue here that it's actually moving around your tendons. They're like, they're not even in the right place. So she's like, like, (laughs) like trying to get it into the right place. And I was like, are you kidding? I had like this whole epiphany that Um, you know, I was probably struggling with a lot of the endometriosis symptoms because of the leftover scar tissue from my surgery when I was so young that like my body was trying to heal itself. So it was like throwing a scar tissue to try and like heal Mm -hmm. the, you know, the ovary that was removed. And I was like, wow, honestly, didn't even, didn't even think that like that would throw off my hip so bad. And so, yeah, she was like, yeah, like this all the scar tissue and everything being moved out of place from that surgery that I had when I was like 12. And I was like, are you kidding me? That like everything is connected. I know. And it's so crazy that you mentioned that. So for those of you who don't know what osteopath is, it basically is like a person who is a physiotherapist, a chiropractor and a massage therapist, basically all in one. And yeah, we, the clinic that we work at, um, just hired one and I also went to see her but she told me basically I have a neck of an 80 year old lady Um, (laughs) so very different um, things but that's why I believe like you know you can't just take like yeah supplements to cover up an issue or like anything you have to look at everything as like more of a holistic and whole experience so like the way your body moves and the way you sit at your desk or like your posture like that has an effect on your health too like everything works in synchrony synchronicity together and um yeah it's kind of just so crazy how like all of that can just work into one like um like you said like yeah it's probably trauma from like when you were 12 (laughs) and you've been suffering with that for like over a decade so Mm -hmm. it's like you know that's so crazy Mm. And it's a piece of the puzzle that I never really would have considered. Like I knew, especially emotional wise too, like something that we don't think about is, and it's something that it's so interesting that like us as practitioners, we for sure need to go see other practitioners for all these things because we'll tell our clients things, but then don't think about it for ourselves sometimes. Like I tell my clients if they had a C-section or um, like a traumatic birth or 
like anything really emotional car accident too is a big one mm-hmm. if you don't mentally deal with that it can totally throw off all sorts of organs in the body like oh, your yeah. liver is highly associated with anger and so if you're angry at a situation um, or like whatever it was let's say anger and forgiveness go hand in hand too so if you're angry and not forgiving someone your poor liver is like has already 400 jobs to do. And now it's like, okay, add another thing to the plate. And so if you don't heal, so I think I, I still need to do some like meditation and really like visualization about like healing my ovaries and everything that happened. Cause I still, my scars are visible and it's still like, it's a marking on my body that I see every single day. And so mm-hmm. I've, I've like come to terms with it. And now I'm kind of like, it's me. Like I'm the one girl with like the one ovary and you know, it's part of my story, but healing from that, like emotionally and, and, you know, cause I'm quick to like blame it on the surgery and, and the pill and just be like blaming it on that. But I need to just realize that it's a part of my story and just like mentally, physically, emotionally healing from everything that happened. Yeah, exactly. And do you think that's like something that you're still kind of working through now? A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like my healing journey will just be for the rest of my life because I'll have different issues as I go through the different stages of life. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think right now I'm struggling a lot with healing from that because yeah, just just realizing that since I came off the pill and just looking at my body as like this is such a cool like my body is such a cool thing. It gives me signs and symptoms every day about how I'm feeling. And so now I'm just trying to connect with, you know, the power and possibility that I have behind my body. And just, you know, like when we become pregnant, if that's a thing that you want to do, you grow a whole separate organ just for pregnancy. Like you grow a human. So Mm. I'm trying to like appreciate my body for like everything it can do, whether I use it at capacity or not, but just appreciating and so now I'm just because there's a lot of emotions too like women have a tendency to be really like nurturing um, just based on the ratio of our hormones and whatnot and so just learning to take care of myself a little bit better and really appreciate everything my body can do so I'm I'm currently in that journey I need to work on that as a daily occurrence yeah I think that's super important to hear too like us as like coaches or practitioners like we are still going through our healing process and that's something that I tell my clients all the time is that the healing and like the journey never ends like I feel like a lot of people do come to practitioners to try and they want everything fixed right now and then and and that's just not how it's going to work like um it is a journey that's you forever going to be on for sure Mm -hmm. and like there's always something new Yeah, there's something new or like you had, let's say, like your neck injury and then you saw the osteopath, it got better. And then like something else came up and, you know, like there's always going to be like a different issue. And so like, let's say like your neck gets better, but then you have like a knee or a foot injury and it's time to work on that or. Well, it's so funny you say that because, yeah, recently I have a lot of stress and I was in holding it all in my lower back and for the Mm. longest time I was like my back is just so sore and it took me ages not ages but like it took me a little bit to figure out that it was all because I was so stressed out and like to the point where I I felt it one day when I was driving I was like so tense and like anxious at the wheel that my whole lower back seized up and I could barely move Mm. 
And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was like on a heat pack walking around for like, you know, a, a week just like trying to heal my back. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's another thing. And I'm just getting older and more things are breaking down. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so true. All hail curcumin for that, though. I know that's so funny you say that because I literally <laughs> posted about it on my Instagram story. I was like, "This is getting oh me through God, it." That's so funny. That's actually oh. one thing that I have started taking is not every day, but if I feel like my body is more in an inflammation stage, um, or yeah, like my joints are sore, or like in the summer when you were still working at the clinic and I had possible gout. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what the mm-hmm. heck? I was like, oh, I blame my dad for that. But um, yeah, like, then I was like, I'll, then I will take like curcumin or theracumin or incorporate turmeric more into my diet, um, mm-hmm. depending on like, yeah, how I'm feeling. But oh, mm-hmm. it's so, so crazy how so many different things can come up at so at different points in your life, just depending on, you know, what's going on in your external world and like, and internally, it's just such a journey I love hearing these stories too it's always (laughs) oh my gosh it's always so great to like I feel like we have the biggest long chats too like (laughs) this has been going on for so long and I'm like oh should we keep talking I was like maybe we should probably wrap it up but that's fine we probably should but I like I feel like I'm getting so much out of this conversation so I hope everyone is too and you know maybe people will be like oh my gosh no like part two because something that I wanted to mention, but we should probably wrap it up is um, also just considering like all the different types of natural medicine. Mm-hmm. So I know a big thing for me and probably with you with your lower back too, is um, the chakras. Mm-hmm. So finally, like if let's say um, I had a client recently too, and I'll obviously keep everything really confidential, but um, she fell and slipped on ice and really badly injured her tailbone when she slipped and oh. it threw her whole spinal um, system out of alignment and it was just a whole big thing. And, um, she saw, I want to say it was an osteopath as well, who like pretty much gave her so much help, like was just like a godsend for her. And then something that her and I talked about in her sessions was the chakras. So like that completely would disrupt the root chakra at the base of, um, the coccyx and um, just like completely disrupting everything from the root chakra and the sacral chakra all in that area. And then I sent her some information and it was pretty much like everything was aligning with what was happening symptom wise. And so it's just really interesting. Like if you have, um, you know, like if you're not aligning like with your higher self, that would be like your crown chakra. If you're not feeling like your best self, like you're not giving yourself 110%, then maybe you need to align with your crown chakra. Or if your lower back is hurting, maybe it's your root chakra or your um, sacral chakra, just like super interesting stuff. And, Mm -hmm. And like something that people don't consider, like for me, I did a really big move in the middle of a pandemic moving from um, Windsor back to my apartment in Toronto to be with my partner. And that totally disrupted my root chakra because I was like putting roots down in Windsor and that's where my family's from. And like I had my support system there. So like you and all the practitioners at the clinic and just like I had such a good thing going. So I was starting to put roots down there. And then just with the pandemic, I decided to move to move back in with my partner. And so from there, I was like, okay, well, now it's like 
everything's being totally uprooted and your root is at the base there. So all around my mm-hmm. ovaries. So I was like, okay, I need to like get some grounding going on, whether yeah. that's essential oils, crystals, whatever it is. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, definitely getting back in check with like just your surroundings and like your body and mentally, emotionally, physically in all capacities mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Well, I love this conversation. Me too. And I hope everyone else who is listening did as well. And yeah, if you want to hear more of us, we will happily do more of these. Yeah. <laughs> let okay. us let us know in the comments or reach out to us and let us know what you guys want us to talk about because um we are always down for chats and I know Alex is always full of information. So it's oh so, God, so great. <laughs> so oh sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, Alana, like, I love when you talk about, like, manifestation and just, like, mm. divine timing and just, like, like PCOS and all this stuff. I'm just like, oh, it's so fascinating. And Yeah, yeah. manifestation is <laughs> one of those things that has really kind of been a big, massive part of my life in, like, probably the last two years. Um, but that's that's for another day. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're just scratching the surface. Oh, like, I know. You- stories like this is just like you're like what supplements do you take I'm like oh in the last four years like so many (laughs) (laughs) well I guess why before we leave why don't you share with everyone where they can find you so they can Mm -hmm. start following you and follow your journey as well Mm -hmm. so I'm at nutrition moderation on Instagram I'm also at www.nutritionmoderation.com and I'm very active on Instagram, so I always post the latest stuff on there. And then on my website, you can find everything that's happening, so my services, everything going on there, and um, obviously my podcast here, and then with Lana's podcast as well. So where can they find you? Yeah, so I am Lana's Balanced Life on Instagram, and that is also where I'm most active. And then I also have a website that I launched just like last month, and it is www.balancebylana.com. And then obviously my Lana Loves podcast as well. And you forgot to add your TikTok. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Alex and I are very new on TikTok though. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But you should follow us over there for some laughs. You should. I'm at Nutrition Moderation. What are you at on TikTok? Mine actually is just Alana Schofield. I'll put it in the show notes. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Links, I'll put it on mine, and I'll send you all my links, and we can put it on yours too. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful that we got to do this, and I'm so grateful for you to be in my life, and I'm so happy that we could share our stories together. Oh, same. Much love, so much gratitude. And yeah. I know now we're four hours away, but before we started pressing record, we were just giggling so much. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I know. Well, hopefully we get to do another podcast soon and I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. My friends, thank you so much for listening in. If you liked this episode, feel free to share it with a friend, subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. For more health, wellness, and lifestyle tips, you can come say hi to me on Instagram at nutritionmoderation or online at nutritionmoderation.com. I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are. We'll chat soon.